has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Just let it in. The force is strong in my family. My father has it. Sister has it. You have that power too. Uh, sure, it, it was something that, that Kathy Kennedy and, and Lawrence Kasdan and I talked about at the very beginning, which was what we wanted the feeling to be uh, when people went to see this movie. And felt really part of something that people were going to love and people were really excited to see again. <laughs> Hello, welcome Red Spotters. Now here is your podcast. Welcome to the show. I am Kyle Lira, and welcome to Red Spotlight Entertainment number 17. Chewy, we are home. Now, everybody knows that the only thing that's going on in the movie world right now essentially is Star Wars, so let's put off all the Civil War talk and all that stuff. So we're going to go right into the conversation of Star Wars, The Force Awakens. I am joined with me... On my right, Alexis Moreno. Hello. Hello. And I am joined by my further right. Really? <laughs> okay. Alexis. Further, further right. I, I, I guess I'm further right. Hey, everybody. You're actually further left. Great. Great. <laughs> left. Okay. That was even worse off than I had thought. All right. Uh, hi, Kyle. Hi. How are you? I am good. That is all, all my appropriate... Right, I have Josh Heron, who is going to give us his two cents throughout the entire program. I'm doing homework. <laughs> <laughs> All right. First off, we're going to go into a spoiler-free discussion. Did we like it? Did we not? Plot summaries. And after that, we're going to go into a spoiler discussion where we're going to the nitty-gritty of it all. We're going to talk about characters, the flaws. Is it too much like A New Hope? And uh, Ray, who the hell is she? 
number three, we're going to go over Rogue One and Star Wars 8 predictions. We're going to ask, how is the is it going to be Rocky 2 with Rey and Kylo Ren training side by side? And who is Snoke? Is he Darth Plagueis? And in What's Happening Hot Stuff, we're going to be going over Star Wars box office, box office numbers. And will it be Avatar? And what are we expecting throughout this whole entire franchise? And Star Wars Land, of course. And also, this coming month, we have the long-awaited two-month hiatus of Star Wars Rebels. It, hasn't, it has not been two months. It has been two months. Anyway... So, without further ado, this is Red Spotlight Entertainment number 17. gentlemen we are here on the show guys did we like the force awakens is that even a question yeah really i mean of course we didn't like it well (laughs) (laughs) what i liked it oh okay uh i think everyone here liked it right yeah it was decent except for julio okay why do you say it's decent (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I like it. Why do you say it's decent, Julio? Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing no Okay, quick head count. How many times have we all seen it? Twice. Three times. Josh? Three times? Julio? One was enough. <laughs> I saw it four. Oh. You mean force? Yes. Force. Force. All right. That was terrible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. All right. Because, okay, the plot summary of this is, it automatically says it in the opening crawl, I don't think it's a spoiler that Luke has vanished, and that the whole rebellion is trying to find, or the or the resistance is... Well, actually, when I was... When... What? Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> when I... Did you have a Did you have a feeling like a thousand voices? Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I actually think that's a spoiler because you I was repeatedly it... told when I did a review that revealing that Luke had disappeared was a spoiler. How true story? How I have no idea. All right. It's anyway, revealed until the opening credits. I mean. They've been saying it the whole time, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's not a spoiler. All right. Anyway, yeah. So the resistance is, you know, going against this whole new different empire called the First Order, and the First Order is, you know, led by this mysterious uh, supreme leader Snoke, and under him are is a is a new apprentice in the dark side named Kylo Ren, and together they are trying, and uh, all of them are trying to race to find Luke. 
with uh, with three new uh, faces, one named Ray, who is a scavenger on the planet Jakku. We have Poe Dameron, a sophisticated, non-creepy-esque uh, Oscar Isaac named Poe Dameron. And we have uh, Attack of the Block. Is that what it's called? What is it? What is the movie that he was in before? Uh, John Boyega. I have no idea. Attack the Block. Whatever. Anyway, uh, and we have a stormtrooper named Finn, played by John Boyega, and he's having this whole entire morale crisis about him. And that's all we're going to discuss today. So, we liked it, yes? Yes. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. All right, we're going to go into spoiler discussion. Well, that was short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, characters. What did? Okay, first off, the the I have to say that who stole the show is BB8. BB8. Yeah, yeah. but uh, all right, what do we think of BB8? He was, uh, like, he was like a little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's BB-8. I mean, I think we all knew what he was going to be going in. I mean, he was adorable, he was cute and lovable. And that's him. Yeah. Is he essentially the Olaf? No. Because uh-uh. <laughs> he's not annoying. No, he plays much more of an important plot role. Exactly. Because he has a map? No, yeah. I was talking about Olaf. Ha <laughs> 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 Funny. <laughs> Um, but he is carrying a map to Luke Skywalker, yes. and you're just seeing this whole entire thing unravel. Yeah. And um, here's the thing: what's great about that character, and this is what, yes. what has always been great about Star Wars, especially with droids like R two and three PO. It's a robot, and we know it's a robot, but it has so much personality, and yeah. you see it so many times in the movie that you buy that that character actually exists. So on that level, BB eight was a smashing success. Yeah, and all the toys, which is going to charge two hundred bucks for. And not only that, I mean the the thing I really like about BB-8 is that he was actually there. Yeah, you know when of when he wasn't CGI, it was an actual. When he's yeah. spinning around, he's actually freaking spinning around. You know, yeah. there might be you know there might be puppeteers you know trying to help him out throughout the way, but other than that, you know, it's completely you know realistic. Mm-hmm. And what did we think of that about the practical effects? I mean, I was going to say on that, on just on a completely different level, The Force Awakens really just does justice to practical effects. And really that's a big part of why this movie looks so beautiful. I mean, of course your CG. CGI oh, yeah. in a lot of And, it. I mean, the, the CG wasn't that great, yeah. but it's good that they didn't use it. Well, I mean, thing. yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> there, there were there were problems with, like, the, the Raftars, those creatures that Han was carrying in their ship. The right? octopus from yeah. Return to Neverland. Yeah, that was... <laughs> That wasn't very good. Oh, really? Oh, my really? God. That, okay. The octopus from... Okay, that's... Okay. Yeah, the CGI on those w- weren't very good, but, you know, the argument could be made because they used a lot of practical effects. I mean, that's just... Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, everything looked real. It looked raw and natural, which is... Like a, Jakku. Exactly. It looked gorgeous. Yeah, it did. You know, and if, you can tell the people walking around in the background are actually there. Yeah. And that it, matters. It, it does, hey. you know, because... <laughs> I think being practical, it, it gets you... 
further into the into the story yeah, because buy it a lot more because you know it lets down some guards of you know of a suspension of disbelief you know because mm-hmm. you see you know you see you know actual you know ships like the freaking Millennium Falcon is actually fucking there yeah you know so that was that was a plus you know just seeing this uh, you know returning to form. Uh, speaking of Jakku, let's talk about its uh, previous permanent resident, Ray. What did we think of her character? I think um, you're talking about characters who stole the show. This is her movie, and this is her story, and I think it's pretty clear that this is the main hero of this trilogy. And I think, yes, by all means, because Ray really is just a crowd-pleasing character. She's a great character, a strong character. And I don't think anybody walked away from that movie saying, man, I... I didn't like she, her. I didn't like her. Yeah. yeah. I think everyone liked her, right? Yeah. Yeah. You oppose of that statement, Josh. I didn't say anything. You were laughing and snickering. What is, your opi- what is your opinion on Ray? <laughs> Okay. Great. Um, but, I mean, Daisy Ridley, amazing, considering this is her first movie. Yeah. yeah. That's that's just like, I mean, to stand up to and she, Hans, and, I mean, Harrison Ford and hold her own and be better. I mean, not better, but, you know, steal the show. And the she, spotlight. The, the way, oh, huh, huh. <laughs> the way she acts, she acts like a veteran actor. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that, yeah. that's really nice, you know, seeing that, you know, that she knows her shit, you know. She has charisma. She's likable. I mean, yeah. really, what's... And you get her story brilliantly. When you see the movie several times over, you see how quickly they lay out her story and you get it and you like her instantly for what she's gone through. You can you see it right there on screen yeah. with no words. That's all the exposition, the exposition it was. And her counterpart, Finn. What did we think of Finn? And FN297, is that what it is? 2187. 2187? Okay. Oh, let's see the movie four times. Oh my god, you know, they released the name online. Don't start with that. You still got it wrong. Um, okay. I thought he was really good. Um, I liked, like, all of the funny parts that they had with him. My favorite one was the one with uh, Harrison Ford when they're, like, looking for Ray. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was really funny. Oh yeah, uh, Finn was... That was the worst part. What? That what was, was the so worst funny. part? Oh, <laughs> well, the the face gestures. What? Why are you shrugging? What? Okay. Why didn't you like it? Oh, that was ridiculous. It was extremely childish. We're talking extremely. about facial expressions, right? Yes. Okay. An, Just was, putting this that, into perspective. The humor was extremely childish. Uh huh. I, I didn't. I didn't feel like it belonged in a proper Star Wars movie. Maybe like Star Wars the Clone Wars series, but not the movie. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> I think Finn was I think the only line that I mean keep in mind he's a he's a trained killer, a stormtrooper. And and that's his dialogue. But he's been deconditioned though. Yeah, but he's still a trained killer. The only line that threw me off was when uh when uh he went up to Ray and he talked like he talked in modern slang and he said you got a boyfriend cute boyfriend like the like the just the way he's like 
saying it in modern lingo was kind of threw me off. To be fair, Moss cannot also said, where's my boyfriend? Where's my boyfriend? I like that Wookiee. Yeah. She was amazing. What do we think of Maz Kanata? Well, I mean, if I can go back and say what I think about Finn, uh, just to... No, it's F1. Yes. FN2. Really? The thing about Finn is that you, again, the same thing they did with Ray. You get what he's going through, and I think it's really some just to give some shout-outs to the shots that they use, like the the blood on the helmet. Very effective visuals right there. And then you, you get what happens to him and how he feels and the decision that he makes. And ultimately, really, I don't think many people had um, any real reason to dislike Finn. I know people were upset because there was a black stormtrooper. I don't know where that hate don't came from. Started. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're going there. Okay, please. Okay. <laughs> no, but really... Um, yeah, Finn is going to be a real star going forward, and he is just a great guy. And John Boyega, just to speak on his behalf, is he? You can just tell how much fun he had being in the Star Wars. Yeah, movie. yeah. It was just was, so. Yeah. And it that was just great seeing that happen. As far as uh, and I get to Maz right now, the humor and uh, the use of modern slang. Well, we have to consider this. Uh, it may not seem familiar to Star Wars, but then again, we're talking about movies that were made in the seventies, eighties. This is a movie made in 2015. Different era, different time. I think it's perfectly fine to introduce some new elements. That's what keeps the story fresh. That's what keeps the franchise moving forward. So for that, yes, there were, the humor did kind of borderline somewhat like what a Marvel movie would do. But hey, it works. And who's to say it doesn't belong in a Star Wars movie? It worked fine here. And going and seeing the movie multiple times, you notice that less and less. And it just feels more natural, the humor part of it. And Maz Kanata, great character. I mean, I think I really bought into her whole story, thousand-year-old character, and I think Lupita Nyong'o did a good job. Kind of wish they would have used her instead of the... <laughs> instead of... The... Like, the fake person thing. Oh, you wish it was in motion capture. Yeah. Just use the actual actress. It is, you know, that that's a good point, because Lupita Nyong'o Academy Award-winning actress, of course. Yeah. Uh, you had to plug that in, didn't you? Of course. Um, and I predicted it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but um, I honestly, that didn't bother me. The motion capture, this is the first Star Wars movie that they're, they're doing motion capture, right? Right? Very much. As far yeah. as, okay. Maybe because there was just so much practical stuff going on, but it, it didn't bug me. That and the Snoke thing, it didn't really... It didn't bug me either, but like still, I kind of was like, what do we say? Yeah, um, on, on Lupita? For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Kyle? I think she was a good character. Mm. I just wish I could have seen more of her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, wish, I wish they would have elaborated on her character more. I can't wait to see if she'll be more of a part. Yeah. I really think she might be a force sensitive person. It's just not be- totally revealed. Because with Maz Kanata. Yeah. And all this stuff, you get this sense, like, because uh, they were building her up and being, like, this despicable person and all that stuff. But when you see her, she's like... She's a pirate, really. She, I mean, she's she a, is, yeah. But... She's a lovable grandma. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen that meme going on about um, Masconada being uh, Sophia Petrilla from the Golden Girls. I don't know if yeah. You that meme. I saw okay. that. Like, the old lady in the... Like, the old lady in the Golden Girls. Like, she was, like, side by side. Um, that would she, explain why B. Arthur is in exactly, the... Exactly, in the holiday in the special. Holiday. 
Yeah, we're not gonna discuss it anymore. Um, <laughs> but I, I think Maz is a great character, and I can't wait to see her again. Yeah, yeah. Less creepy Oscar Isaac. Why less creepy? Oh, for his performance because in Machina. Because most of his performances, like Sucker Punch, um, you know, Ex Machina, Ex Machina, and all these other. Uh, movies he usually plays the creepy figure and so this time he's playing a dashing you know person what did we think of Poe Dameron Poe is just a good guy and I mean again what they do with all the characters they introduce him and you like him instantly thing with with Poe is that there are shades of Han and Luke put together I mean he's a great pilot but he also has kind of the the swagger that Han would have (laughs) too so like I love his his uh, first line with uh, with Kylo Ren and he says who talks first? You, yeah, you know, and that set the tone for his character and the movie going forward. Yeah, it was funny. The, at first, I was kind of like, "Okay, what did he say?" But nah. like, everybody he, laughs at that moment. Yeah, yeah, and he, it's it, it's like the you know, he is a veteran, uh, you know, uh, what's that? Resistance fighter. Yes. You know, so you see that with him, and you know, and you get a sense of you know, with with the look of these people, like. Like uh, like Daisy Ridley, you know Oscar. They look earthly, you know, and and it, and it kind of you know helps you you know settle into this world. Like Natalie Portman, she doesn't look you know earthly. Hating she looks alien because of the yeah. Hating. She was overly alien. I guess that's the term because of the all the, the wig yeah, and the uh-huh. dress and the makeup. Yeah, they do, they don't the look fake accent and the Keira Knightley. They don't look uh, the Keira Knightley. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, you you pointed it out. Keira Knightley and Daisy Ridley sound kind of identical, really, when you, the, the voice because yeah. they're British. Uh-huh. British people. Anyway, so we have you know his earthly tone, Alexis. What did you think of Poe Dameron? Uh, he was one of my favorites. Him and Kylo Ren were my favorite characters. And I really like that BB-8 belongs to him. Yeah, that was a good friendship. Yeah. And you just, like, tell how much he cares for that droid. Yeah. It's and, a, and vice versa, too. Like, you compare to him being a puppy, you know, and it's like a puppy seeing, you know, uh, you know, a guy who went off to war and then coming back to see his dog, you know, and yeah. all that. that, was, that, that or I mean, just him, the, like, finding his way back to him. Yeah, I want to see more than an episode eight, Poe and BB-8. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good dynamic. Like when he found out, or when Finn told BB-8 that, uh, I think he died. Like, oh, like everybody just like did that. Yeah, he like was. That. It was a uh, truly sad. Um, I wish. I mean, obviously, I think everybody does, but you know, showed more of him. Yeah, and and somebody else will get to that. Like I don't know, two seconds of screen time. <laughs> you mean Captain Phasma? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, which you know what? She's on the poster. She's on the poster, and it's like, man, she's like the least amount of time. Even Maz, she's like above the logo. Yeah, right there, and they make her seem like such a the badass yeah. and all that. But then she's like, she's you sneeze and you that miss your character. That one stormtrooper that everybody's freaking out over that fought Finn one on one lightsaber <laughs> got more of an impact in the Force Awakens. Traitor. Which, by the way, Lucasfilm released the name for that stormtrooper. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but TN something, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Gwendolyn Christie had fun performing as uh, as uh, Captain Phasma. Was she in the costume or did she just do the voice? I'm pretty sure she had to be in the costume, right? I mean, I know she's freaking tall, but... <laughs> she was like, I'm Gwendolyn Christie. 
Bye. You know, it's just... Wow. Really? It was more of a cameo. Yeah, it was. Maybe in the next one, yeah. maybe she'll have more of an impact. No, if she, if she Kathleen, has not... Kathleen Kennedy, President Lucasfilm, confirmed that she will be having a much bigger role in Episode 8. Well, she... Because she's kind of like the Boba Fett. Yeah. She, the only, you know... She doesn't really have anything to do with the movie, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's just kind of there. I Is mean, it... General Hux had a bigger part. And General yeah. Hux was pretty good, too. Yeah. First of all, I want to say, Donald Gleason has been on fire this year. You wonder how many movies he's been Dude, in? Dude, I saw that, too. Because I saw um The Revenant, and mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? He yeah. came out in this movie, and the... then I saw like the other movies he's mm-hmm. been on it, and I was like... Star Wars The Force Awakens, The Revenant, Ex Machina, and Brooklyn. Four movies, all of which have high chances of being Academy Award nominees. Yeah. He's been busy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's good. He's good in all of them. He's a really good actor. Mm-hmm. You know Mad-Eye Moody? Yeah. That's, uh... His... That's his... That's his dad. Uh-huh. Really? Uh-huh. Interesting. Brennan Gleeson. And I, I know I'm, I sound stupid because I'm, I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but he was in Harry Potter, right? Uh-huh. He was mm-hmm. one of the... He Mad-Eye. was the brother. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. The brother? Uh-huh. The one that got married to... In the second to the last movie? That was him? Yeah. That was him, uh, I think. I think yeah. his name was Charlie. Yeah. So, so is... Oh, that's cool. He's a... Yeah. He's a and dad and, and, that that dad just speaks to uh, Dom Hal Gleason's um, versatility. I mean, all of these movies that we just mentioned, he plays different characters, and he does them really well. So and here, Hux. I mean, wow. That speech. Yeah. That you know, honestly, people half and half really think that okay, half, um, maybe it was, it was a bit overdone, maybe it was over the top, but I don't know, I just buy it the more I see it. it it's more of a Hitler esque kind of thing yeah. that he does that. If, if the symbolism was not obvious <laughs> already of the yeah. third right. Exactly. Exactly. And I kind of am curious to see more of his story. Like, where does he, what's his history and how did he fall into this kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I wonder, I'm not sure the generals were brainwashed as well, because it, they did say that the stormtroopers were brainwashed, mm-hmm. right? I, Let's talk about the disgruntled Hot Topic employee. Kylo Ren? Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, emo Kylo Ren. <laughs> That's amazing, though. That That is the best account on Twitter ever. You know, yeah, it. it's pretty funny though. <laughs> I like when he talks about uh, Chewbacca, <laughs> the his walking carpet. I like the one where uh, he was like saying, "I hate this family so much. We're <laughs> celebrating Wookiee Life Day." <laughs> I mean, look, the thing with Kylo Ren is uh, when you first see him, you get that he's a villain. You get that he's menacing, and I think what really sticks out first is of course his look he's a really great look but when he first um freezes that blast oh fire, that was great that, that was, was so cool and, you, and, and the way you hear it you hear a boom mm-hmm. you know and then it stops in the midair you know i i like the one of the best scenes is between ray and uh and uh and kylo when she's when he's doing the mind trick scene yeah yeah you mm-hmm. know and that was a pretty cool scene because you know you're getting this sense that you know and the more he reads into you know into her, he becomes more intimidated. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like yeah. holy shit! Mm-hmm. And then when she realizes that she can do that too, and then like oh wow, oh, all of a sudden, dark. yeah, she does it. <laughs> all, all of, of a sudden. sudden, yeah. 
Which leads to another question I have to ask you. Who the fuck is Ray? Look, um, theories are a big thing now because we have the online uh, blogosphere. So to, Tumblr. Of course. So going in, it wasn't that big of a surprise that Kylo Ren was Han Solo's son and the son of Han and Leia. Because, oh, okay. I mean, if, you can, if you've been keeping up with what's been happening, I mean, you saw it coming. What? Not saying that it wasn't effective, but you saw it coming. You didn't see it coming? Well, I oh, did, God. but, like, I still was kind of like, what? Well, but, like, can... I don't know. I just kind of forgot what everybody else was saying yeah. when the movie started, so yeah. I was pretty shocked well, about everything because, that happened. Look, th- that idea of a uh, son going to the dark side with Han and Leia comes right from Legends, the expanded universe. That, you know, that, that's common knowledge for most of me. No, I'm sorry. Not common knowledge, but if you know Star Wars, you've heard that story from a long time ago. And they pretty In much a galaxy adapted... far, far away? Exactly. They adapted it into the film so but yeah and as far as Ray is concerned look I even hear people the fourth time walking out and, um, and you, well you were in the bathroom apparently <laughs> uh, I heard someone uh, they were just talking about the movie and it's like oh yeah so she, apparently she's Luke's daughter and I think everybody is just like latching onto that theory and it makes sense because you see the signs all over the movie desert planet look at her wardrobe which is mean where you see her wardrobe compared to little Anakin's and Luke's um, from A New Hope in the Phantom Menace and then you look at her when they first casted Daisy Ridley. You know what I thought? I thought that's the daughter that looks like Padme and Leia. Mm-hmm. I think it just works anonymously. And I think it's becoming more and more clear that she's his daughter. But who's the mom, though? I don't even know if that's even... Do you think Mara Jade could exist in this universe? Of course. Of course they could. But I'm not sure that they would use the movies to introduce that character. Maybe at this point... A Mara Jade type character is gone, which would be Mara because, Jade, if you don't know, is one of the main Expanded Universe characters. Because my theory is this, is that there was a, there was a, you know, there was a dark day with uh, Luke and Snoke, you know, and Snoke killed Mara Jade and fearing for, you know, his daughter's life, he sent Rey to Jakku to stay hidden away from... Well, he from... left her for, yeah. Well, what would you expect to hide her? Like, he was hidden from the, the Emperor and his father. So, again, it all just works that way. But it all just leads to a more bigger question as to who the hell is Snoke? Andy Serkis has said the other day that, no, Snoke is not Darth Plagueis. But I don't know if he's just slamming the door to shut people up. Because mm-hmm. maybe people are latching on. And here's something that we we didn't know before. In the novel, in the novelization version of the of the movie, which is canon, by the way, I didn't read it. But I heard that this is actually true. You just read the footnotes. Yes. Snoke saw, like he saw the whole thing go down when Vader killed the Emperor. That actual, in live time. He was around when that happened. He, so, like he was... Not, not, not physically in or the did Death he, Star, or was he wa- far. Or was he watching, or was he like using the force to watch that's everything implied, happen? That's heavily implied. So he was around when wow. that happened. So he's someone who's been around for a long time. And it just brings up more questions. So if he's not Darth Plagueis, is he a celestial? Is he really that big after all? What is he? Is he like the Because of imagine, evil? imagine if he was that big. Imagine the final duel being between uh, Luke and That's Snoke. like Yoda and Count Dooku. Yeah. Kind of except, <laughs> except Dooku is like freaking 50 stories. Yeah. You yeah. know, I think that would be amazing seeing Luke, you know, the epitome of the light. 
you know, yeah. and going against the epitome of Darth. He could still be Darth Plagueis. I mean, for all we know, because I mean, he was teased in Revenge of the Sith, and if he was one that could not be... If he could bring people back to life, he could bring himself back to life, which is a good theory. There was an interesting theory that was released, I think, this past week that some thought that Plagueis is, in fact, Darth Vader. <laughs> And they had this That's like, the stupidest <laughs> shit I've no, ever heard. They had a side by side image of Vader with the mask off in Jedi and then oh, with, the, okay. with the design. So I mean there's some similarities, but come on. I, mean, I don't I don't think the I don't think the dark side has a has a track record of of a, attractive people. It's like those people that thought that Kylo Ren would be Luke. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Or Jar Jar. Or Jar Jar. <laughs> that would have been stupid. Did you watch the video though? That was creepy. That was uh, the video. The, yeah. Jar Jar, yeah. Uh-huh. Did you see it? Uh-oh. Oh, you have to watch it. Like, it's a theory. before I saw it, I was like, no, like, no, that's stupid. And then I saw it and I was just like, it's okay, yeah. yeah but... <laughs> well, he kind of did start the, um, unofficially start yeah. the Empire. So. <laughs> that was more of a George Lucas saying, fuck you for not liking Jar Jar. I mean, that was the only reason why that ever happened. <laughs> just to be clear. He's like, Fine. He's gonna get the final word, though. So, yeah. And he and he did. He started the empire. <laughs> He's the reason why all this shit happened. And anyway, so Snoke, we are predicting that he is either or Darth Plagueis. I'm gonna say I'm I'm gonna still stick by that theory. I don't think Andy. I think Andy Circus saying that that he's not Darth Plagueis is more of just Lucasfilm. Okay, we can't have people already knowing too much. Yeah. Let's just slam the door right now, and then we'll open it when Episode Eight comes back out again. But I think it's a strong possibility right now that Darth Plagueis is Snoke. I mean, look at it. Looking at his face, he does look like somebody who's aged tremendously. Yeah. You know, and just seeing the, you know, you see somebody who's seen shit. So, yeah. so it kind of, you know, validifies, validifies the. You know, something else I wanted to point out in that in that footnote about the novel, mm. Snoke kind of indirectly causes Kylo Ren to kill Han. Uh, there was an exchange going forward where they. By the way, we're gonna get into yes, Han Solo. Of course, we'll get into that right now. That's why I'm kind of doing it as, as a segue. In that. Uh, same instance where there, where Snoke was talking about how he saw what happened with Vader. He was talking about how how he he got he got soft, and it was his compassion for his son that was ultimately was his, his, his demise. And so having that in his head recently, like Kylo Ren, that's what kind of happened. And again in the book, and I'll keep putting it in the book, but it actually says that Kylo Ren himself was stunned that he actually. Went killed through with it and killed Han. Oh, so like, like he was actually surprised as he stopped. The as he stopped yeah, him. and I mean you could kind of tell in his face. That's true. Yeah. So, okay, Han Solo, Harrison Ford, <sighs> right? <laughs> okay, I know I haven't seen the movie as much as you guys, but I saw it twice, and it's still That's like <gasps> it, it gets worse each time because you're like maybe I was about maybe. To say that. It's not going to happen. This <laughs> <time."> 
<laughs> I was just about to say that that every having watched this four times, every time I watch that scene, it gets more You're and like, more no. emotional. Yeah, like, like, I don't know why you and Eddie were laughing when we saw it. No, the reason why like, we were it, laughing was because remember the previous day we were uh, we were fucking around at Walmart. Yeah, and we were reenacting the scene. Yeah, that's the reason why we were laughing. I was getting ready to cry because I was like, it, the feels were like getting there. I'm like, and then you guys were like laughing. I'm like, okay, uh, whatever. <laughs> I. <laughs> Um, but no, it is a very emotional scene, if not the emotional scene of the movie, you know, just seeing... The movie would not be the same without that scene. Just because you see, you know, you have this father-son dynamic, I know, Star Wars, (laughs) father-son dynamic, um, but anyway, you have... Spielberg, I wonder if he had a... (laughs) Spielberg is like, you have to have a father-son anguish somewhere, do it. (laughs) And J.J. was like, oh, okay, I'll do it. Um, I mean, J.J. adores Steven Spielberg. Well, yeah. That's the thing. And he, and he does take pages from his book. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, just seeing when uh, when uh, Han touched his uh, touched oh, Kylo Ren's face. That, right there. Right there is the emotional scene. And you know what? The, the, the sound to that torn apart from the soundtrack when I hear it. Yeah. Those images come back to my face. I mean, to my head. And and then the image of of Han touching Kylo Ren's face and that happens right at because, the moment because by and large if you look at it he is still his boy you yeah. know his little yeah. boy and you know he and it, it's it's this you know it's a reverse uh, Lion King if you will because you have you know you have you know the the death of a of a of a dad and you have the you know the son still alive and this whole you know anger and seeing it. Kylo Ren was like, "Did I just do? Yeah, I just did that. But I'm so I'm a terrible person and traitor. <laughs> you know. And I mean, I just remember we were in the theater the first time we saw that, and everybody we knew it was coming. Everybody was silent. Yeah, at that moment because we saw it coming. And I'll tell you this: I mean, when you when you see Han's face looking at you, know what he's going to try to do, and you know how it's going to end. And I'm just telling you when. When that lightsaber lit up, and when it stabbed, we were all like, just like fucking jumped. Mm-hmm. No, oh the, the thing, the moment that the moment that I saw it coming was when. Uh, and by the way, Kylo Ren's real name is Ben Solo. Let's uh, put it out there. Um, but when uh, when Han Solo yelled out "Ben," yeah, I'm like, you fucker. <laughs> You're gonna die. <laughs> and, uh, and then after Chewie, oh my god. Chewie was the so sad. Okay, he besides was so dying, like the saddest part was seeing Chewie in the Millennium. Oh my god, yeah, that was himself. sad too. But the thing is though, I think now you don't mess with Chewie. Like he like he he was like sad, but then after that he he almost freaking killed Kylo and he got he, he like nicked them hard and then he took out all those stormtroopers like nothing and he's then like, he blasted them he's away. Like, boom boom and then it boom. <laughs> I mean seriously I but yeah that was a sad scene yeah. he was like oh he looked like yeah and then afterward he was oh my god, <clears throat> oh my god. and then that moment when uh, okay <laughs> when um, they come back and Ray and Leia look at each other and they embrace and then you you hear the Han and Leia theme in the background just... Leia what did we think of Leia you know, I don't. Under, I mean, I get why people would think, "Oh, it's been a while since she's done some acting." But I was actually impressed that she could do that, considering how long she's been out of the business. I mm-hmm. think she really just she was Leia. She never stopped being Leia. Yeah, 
And I mean, it's just Leia older. I mean, people, I mean, that's just the way it is. But she's still Leia. And Han and Leia, I mean, it's been, what, over 30 years? That chemistry is Like 20 there. years. It's still there. At, at most. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't like that she was so I know, happy but, like, all the time. You gotta realize... That she was so, like, happy all the time or something. When? Like, while she was... At, like, I don't know. I wanted her to be more feisty. Or, oh, I don't really? Know. Yeah. You know, feistiness goes over with age, right? Not with her. <laughs> I mean, some people. Some people. You Okay, so you wanted her to be more Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Some more um, walking carpet and uh, scruffy-looking nerf herder. Yeah. That's what oh, you wanted. When her and Chewbacca you reunited. Yeah. That was nice. I, mean, I, I, I love when, uh, when Han and Leia reunite. That's a great moment, too. Oh, yeah. But when 3PO gets in the way. <laughs> that the was, fucking uh, cock block of all <laughs> cock blocks. Great callback to Empire. And you know, I want to talk about this. It's like, Master Solo. <laughs> People have been like, okay, there's so much stuff from New Hope that was borrowed. But really, when you look at it, there were a lot of things that were borrowed from all three of the classic films. Mm-hmm. Like, there was, like, all of these things that were brought in together. The only one that bothered me was when Ray got the helmet. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought that was pointless. The helmet? Yeah. You mean the one that was in her home? In uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, like that, the rebel uh, helmet? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she does have a doll. I, I would presume. I mean, she. I mean, look, she grew up with the stories you, of Luke Skywalker and Han Solo. Did you guys read the diaries of uh, the survival diaries of Rey? No. no. There's a. Did you have you heard about it? I have not actually. No. There's a. There's a book called the Survival Story. There's a survival journal of uh, of Rey while she was on Jakku. Wow. And she found a. She found a. She found this uh, bandit. You know, uh, X wing. You know, on on Jakku, and she found you know helmets and all oh, that, okay. And, okay. and she found you know the she found uh you know written you know you know documents on the guy like birth certificate and all really? that stuff. Really, really. And she and she you know has this whole story with the and she she made a doll. You see, I was wondering where that helmet came. from. Yeah, that's why I was. Well, like, that makes mm. sense. Well, I think like with everything else in Star Wars, you got to read to find out what happens. Like that right arm with Ethiopia. You gotta. There's you gotta read a freaking comic. That. No, there's a there's a comic called C3PO that you gotta read to find out why he gets that. Red That's arm. bullshit. That's bullshit. Why is it bullshit? It's because they the they were supposed to explain it, but they never did. And then at the end of the movie, he just goes. I back bet to you the didn't recognize me because of the red arm. That's it. Yeah. And then they just. One of my favorite moments was uh, when R2 wakes up and 3PO's like, oh, "I have missed you." What did you call me? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was funny, too. <laughs> See, that was, yeah, great moments. They, and, they, and I loved how in those small moments, they were used so much more effectively than any of the prequel films. Because they were just, like, there. No, uh, minor note, we're going to be pre... If it isn't obvious already, we're prequel bashing. <laughs> well, I mean, look, we're just being honest here. And that's true. And the thing is, 3PO has an actual, like, part in it, too. Because yeah. apparently it was his fault why the Resistance couldn't track BB-8. Because he's the one that's supposed to keep track of him. But he forgot to put the tracker on BB-8. But in the... A certain someone had a blonde moment. Exactly. But that's okay because he, he, he got a red arm out of it. <laughs> At Moskinata's bar, you see that droid contact the Resistance. Mm-hmm. And that's because 3PO put in an off-call alert to the droids who are with the Resistance. Who are looking out for BB-8. So he kind of made up for it. Okay. So, yeah. Kiss and make up, exactly. right? Yeah. The lightsaber duel. Honestly, look, it could be 
the second or third best of the whole series. I'm gonna have to say second. Wow. I have to say sec- the the list for me goes from... better than Empires Duel. That yeah. one. Wow. Because okay, because wait, so which one's your first? I think uh, Jedi. The duel on Jedi. Luke and okay. Darth Vader. Luke and Vader. Because that, that right there, because you have all these emotional stakes. You know, you the fact it's that the culmination they, of three films. It's... The fact that they know that they're father and son. Yeah, yeah. It kind of adds more emphasis versus you know the the amateurish. You know. Yeah. You know the one-sided one in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, but to be fair, that was that was you know that was a it was a good character moment for yeah. Luke. Yeah. But to me, it was it was more of a, this this lightsaber duel was Rey's awakening. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. that moment when like Kylo's reaching out for the lightsaber and then it misses and then Rey gets it. Everybody's just like. <laughs> you hear that? Like I laugh. I could, I, could, I could picture you know Kylo Ray saying I'm fucked. <laughs> oh and then you, I, I'm sorry that happened to you. You were you you had to go to the restroom like. In the I, okay, cause, okay, because I have the I have the bladder the size of pee. Thank you, mom. Um, <laughs> but it's not. It's kind of my fault that she has a bladder of a pee. But anyway, uh, I don't know how that's, okay. <laughs> let's, let's just go. Anyway, so. Thing is, I had a when they were giving out the whole oh the Death Star plans yada 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 shit with that. I saw the I went to the I had it you know big fucking soda had a cursed went to the bathroom and uh, I saw the these two little fucking kids came out of the bathroom you know you know came into the bathroom just freshly seeing the Force Awakens. They're, Wow, that was a good movie. And I'm like this. New generation, I'm liking this. I love the lightsaber duel between the girl and <laughs> and, and then I'm like this. <laughs> Thank you, kids. Thank oh you. God. And then all of a sudden and then all of a sudden one said, Luke Skywalker. And I'm like this. <gasps> Fuck it, I'm booking this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I <laughs> and I was like yada 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 you know completely Dang. avoiding the thing so I was like I don't want to hear shit about what it what happened to you I mean seriously but look you were right about this though and now we get back to the movie right now but just the joy of seeing little kids experiencing this movie this is their movie you re- realizing it growing up with this one and it's just it's great honestly it's it, a new it, generation it, it of brings, fans uh, what did Yoda say in Attack of the Clones? Um, it brings a smile to my face seeing you so... Whenever he was talking to Padme in the beginning. Yeah, I know it's very obscure. It's like, <laughs> right, like who would even remember that? But, like, who would bring up a prequel reference? We always bring up the prequels. They're worth mentioning, right? You know, when they're needed. What pre- wait, there are prequels? Yes, there were prequels. Um, but anyway, the lightsaber duel is, I, I think, the epitome of Rey's awakening yeah. to, you know, fully... That's the movie, The Force Awakens. That's how the, and, it awakens. And that right there is the moment when it was awakened, you know. <laughs> All of a sudden. All of a sudden. Right there. Just like... Um, what did you think of it? Do you think it was too long? Do you think it was... No, I thought it was perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. And it was it so... It was raw. Yeah. Like, honestly, you were so invested in that you did not give two flying fucks about what else was happening. You know the the rebels. I mean, the they're, they're going to blow up the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, I'm calling it the Death Star. Star Killer Pass. Oh. <laughs> um, they're going to blow it up. But 
you're so like drawn into that lightsaber duel, you just want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only part that I thought was really weird was the part where Kylo Ren was like, "I can teach you." And blah, blah, you need like, a teacher. Yeah, something yeah. like that. I thought that was. <laughs> I can show you the ways of the Force. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Force. This is more of a desperation, really, because he's he was realizing he couldn't beat her. Yeah. He, he's realizing that his his ass was gonna get kicked. And then and his and and um, oh, and kicked his he, ass. Well, um, did the thing to Finn. Ouch. Oh, the one where, where he's driving no, the No, no, on the his hill? back. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. He got in a coma. He barely survived, really. That was... Ouch, yeah. No, but that's a great thing because, really, the... Brother went in and kicked your ass and took it. Yes. Iron Man 2 reference. The trailers Sorry. were teasing the, this big moment between Kylo Ren and Finn. Mm-hmm. That was such a misdirect, and I love it. <laughs> I love that they didn't, like, start the trailer. The freaking lightsaber sound. Yeah. Yeah. I love oh, yeah. it. God, the sound needs to win an Academy Award. Because, dude, like, seriously. when the lightsaber is... When they're fucking lashing I at each other... I thought there was somebody in, light, in the dude, theater like lighting it up. Dude, if that... And I know I'm thinking about movie theaters being lit up. I'm sorry if it's... Uh, it, uh, you mean, had to bring it up, didn't a lot of you? People are going to be thinking that. I'm sorry, but I just I, I heard an explosion, and you know, I mean, it was, okay, I okay, felt... okay. You're making it worse for yourself. But that's how good the sound is. Uh, but dude, like when you hear, you know, when you hear the grr, grr, when yeah, you, dude, if you get oh, that was good. If, yeah, it was good, right? That was if, actually a good sound effect. If you get fucking hit with that, you get fucking yeah. hit with that. You know, it's not like. Like uh, like the generic, you know, zzz, zzz, zzz sound of you know, the prequels yeah. and all that stuff. I, I, in some ways, in many retrospects, it is better than the original trilogy yeah, sound. Of course. Well, I mean, look, movies made in the seventies, two thousand fifteen. I mean, if there's only one edit, I would do with the entire. St- oh wait, you're not gonna compile a fan edit. I mean, with seriously? the entire Star Wars uh, saga, I would re-edit all the lightsaber sounds to make it sound like the lightsaber sounds in Force Honestly, Awakens. Honestly, I think it's just a natural progression. It's the future. Things improve. I think it's future. You get it? You get it? Yeah. Do you get this? Crap? Uh, 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 SpongeBob. S. I, SB129. Oh Chrome, the whole. Like, you know. I don't like SpongeBob. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but anyway. This is the one thing that requires your attention. Her not liking SpongeBob. Really? <laughs> This is fun. Okay, Kyle, may you please continue? All right. So we liked the the for okay to get a little off tangent if we haven't already. Oh my god! What is your lights favorite lightsaber duel in the in the film series thus far? All seven movies included. The Jedi one and this one. The one in Return of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. That's that's my favorite. That's yeah. always been my favorite. Yeah. It's just, it feels so great. Honestly, look, Jedi, there's flaws in that movie, but really the stuff with Vader and Luke, especially that mm-hmm. lightsaber duel, is like some of the best parts in all of the movies. Yeah. That's Join how great me, it is. and together we shall embrace Taco Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> All right, so Han Solo. We didn't uh, Chewbacca. 
Chewbacca. Of course, yeah, Chewbacca was badass. He was- I mean, look, he was just... Uh, I know we talked about Han, but Han and Chewie were just great. And oh yeah, Han in particular. I love when he was like with the with the yeah, Chewie's the blaster. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the like, like, he's like, I like this. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> no, Harrison was on point. I say, and the humor is. I remember that part where they. That's were, not the way the Force yeah, that's works. That's not how the Force works. Like, well, he was like, oh really? You're cold. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> See, that's how I kind of wish Leia was like, just making like. Well, I mean, she was, she was. I mean, like, when has that ever helped? And don't see the Death Star. I mean, that was. I mean, yeah. But it was a fan service scene by and large. It was still landed though. Uh, Do you have? Is there a garbage compactor? (laughs) Yeah, there is. That was 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 great. So she's not dead. Probably not. Okay. No, 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 no. They, they confirmed that she'll be back. Okay. So is Han Solo, but... Oh, my God. In different ways than... No, I mean, I saw this coming. What, a that, mile away. That Harrison Ford... I was the one that said, yeah, this is Harrison's last movie. I mean, at, remember that one show we did about Disney? How, yes, yes. And I told you about yes. Han Solo, and you, like, you, he, he broke down into tears. I don't know if you remember that part like i don't want han solo to die and you said if they do it i'm not gonna let them live it down that's my color impression i'm sorry it's not the best but are you gonna let them live it down now having seen the movie (laughs) three times it's just they did it in a really good way they did that's the thing you know that's the the gravitas because when i saw that and i and i do recall that conversation yeah when they did it, I was like, fuckers, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they made it good. But you saw me, Harrison was doing so much media for this. Like, and you saw him on the poster. Like, yeah. He, like, his he dressed up like a hot dog on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, and he did, this, he did uh, Comic-Con. I mean, when does Harrison ever do those yeah. things? And he he did... was in D23. Oh, yeah, he was, too, right? Heck? Yeah, he was. And he couldn't be at Celebration because of the plane crash. And what? He couldn't be at Celebration. The Star Wars oh, Celebration. Oh, okay, okay. He, yeah. was, his oh, that's he was recovering, but he would have been there. Yeah. Plus, I'm sure it was in his contract, like, this is my last one. And then, like, he he, he got paid over 90 times more than any of the other people in the movie. Of course. That's believable. Yeah. I mean, of course. Now, it is now, okay, the recent, the, the previous uh, person who, uh, the previous actor who held the, the rank of highest paid actor was Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Now it's Harrison Ford because of this movie. Dang. So. I'm sure someone in that contract is Indiana Jones 5. Which Bob Iger confirmed. Yeah, I'm fucking hyped about yeah. that. I don't care what it's going to be about. Have, <laughs> a- have aliens in it. <laughs> oh, come on. Now, after people were bitching and moaning about aliens, now you're okay. going to want them. In- Speaking of bitching and moaning, was it too, <laughs> was it too much like A New Hope? Yes and no. I mean, yeah, but does it matter? I mm-hmm. mean, that's I mean that's why people love Star Wars. I mean, I know that people. Okay, you're not giving anything new. It's just it's just Star Wars on. I guess for the 2015 version, but really, it's just a rehash. I, it's a, it's an homage. That's what it is. I mean, look at what they did with Creed, with the Rocky. I mean, Creed pretty much mirrored the original Rocky, and I mean beat for beat, beat for beat, and. 
I don't know. I mean, I think it was fine. It, it didn't bother fine, me yeah. as long as there they don't a, do yeah, the next exactly, one. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like Empire. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, look, I think I uh, the thing about this though, and you know, I think that it was nice because it was like kind of you know easing those who were in doubts of this yeah, new exactly, especially yeah. coming out off of three horrible films. It was films. all part of capturing that Star Wars magic. Yeah, and that and they're saying that okay, guys, we're gonna show you you know what we can do you know we're gonna we're gonna show we're gonna throw some familiar elements but we are gonna show you what we can do exactly that way you guys can have more faith in us because quite frankly i find your lack of faith disturbing i mean look what was the biggest complaint of the prequels among many of them they don't feel like star wars yeah and then the minute you get star wars back you're like but it feels too much like Star Wars. i mean come on nobody is fucking happy pleasing people i mean seriously we should note Josh had that viewpoint at one time, but he has since gone back. Let's just not make too big of a deal. Oh, about I it. didn't say I went back. You, okay, what, how do you feel about it? I mean, please. I thought time. the plot was unoriginal. Okay. Well, I mean, that's I guess that's, that's true. That's, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. But other than that, what did you think about it? Oh, the whole film. Mm-hmm. Does it matter? <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> So, Josh, ladies and gentlemen, catch him on wherever he is. I'm sorry. All right, with uh, with uh, with uh, Kylo Ren and all that is all right. Uh, speaking of up, what's next? We have two new uh, Star Wars films coming out in the next two in uh this Only year two? and next year. Uh, well, in the in, in the, the in the, the near episode, future, yeah, exactly. In the near future, we have Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and we have Star Wars Episode Eight. Are we expected to see a dual montage training sesh of uh, Kylo Ren and and Rey? You know, via Rocky Two. No. No. Wait. I well, feel like um, it's going to take a lot of convincing for Luke to train her. Probably so. Like, it, it would be it would be more than just oh yeah she's gonna train her like that. Yeah, you're probably right. Are we gonna start with episode eight or Rogue One? Rogue One. Okay. Let's talk about. I Rogue wanna One first. I wanna take the name first of all because at celebration they had said they were gonna call it Star Wars Anthology Rogue One. You know, it's Star Wars episode, but now they're gonna go. The promo is like Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Just curiously, what do you guys prefer? I mean, I'm sure they're still going to call it either or. I think if you put anthology, it kind of sounds like an EU kind of thing. Well, yeah, but it, it, it's it's making it clear that it's not an episode. And I'm sure there's going to be people walking into that movie like, okay, what the fuck? Oh, I thought we were going to continue off The Force Awakens. Will, will there be an opening crawl? <laughs> that, I mean, that's also a question, too. I mean... Here's the thing, though, with all of that, I'm very curious to see how the marketing for Rogue One is going to be. Because the thing with Rogue One in itself, it's they not have a to market it as its own thing yeah, while marketing it as a Star Wars. It's film. not a Skywalker story. It's not going to in- heavily involve Sith, Jedi, Force users. It's, it's going to be a war film. How they get the Death Star? Players. It's roughly Star Wars Rebels the movie. But without, right. yeah. but without the rebels characters, exactly. You know, so I, I think that's very intriguing. I, are we expected to see a Darth Vader cameo in there? I think that's more than likely. People have already confirmed that that a Darth Vader cameo, whether or not how much they use him is a different question. But I think it would be appropriate considering that this is right before. This is like the true prequel to <clears throat> A New Hope, and and. <laughs> 
like we like we haven't got enough prequels already um i mean gareth edwards is directing this right and he directed godzilla which was which looking at the action and the scope of everything else like seeing the size of the of the freaking lizard you know it was it was it was amazing seeing that and the way that he you know integrated the characters and involving into the action i think that was a nice little touch that he made into the 2014 godzilla movie um come on it's no it's no uh it's no uh it's it's no uh doubt that uh that james Earl jones would reprise of course he would. his yeah, role he loves as it. i mean he did it for rebels i mean he'd do it for a live action film no doubt um but yeah i wonder how that would be like watching him on the big screen again in this kind of setting. Just seeing Darth Vader again and not yelling the cliche no. <laughs> <laughs> the cl- okay. No. No, but I mean, honestly. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes. All right. Okay, we don't on. know too much. We know the basic concept. We know how we... We know how it ends because you have a new hope and you know what <laughs> happens. I would love to see what they did in uh, in Hobbit, the Battle of the Five Armies. The final scene is the opening scene of A New Hope. They could do that, but eh. it's really honestly, I don't have too much to see on it because there's not too much that we know yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're gonna start other than other than uh, Felicity, Felicity Jones, Jones, which she's fantastic. Forrest Whitaker is gonna be in it as well. Um, you mean the guy with the lazy eye, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right, go on. Yeah, yeah. That's all I know. But... And uh, Mads Mikkelsen. You know who Mads Mikkelsen is, right? I think I. Yeah, I Do, have you name. seen a? Have you watched the TV show called Hannibal? Yes, I have not seen the TV show called but Hannibal. Have you, have you heard but of it? I know who you're talking about. Oh, yeah. he also he also played a Le Chief in a Casino Royale. Nope. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Um. Which is he going to be the villain? It seems like he's going to be the villain. Uh, I mean, the, he always plays the villain, so uh, most likely he's going to be in a villainous here, role. Look, here's what I have to say about this: Rogue One is going to be very interesting because there's there's a lot of things riding on it. First, Disney needs to be very careful because the last thing they want is to have people walking into that and expecting Episode Eight. Because I'm sure they'll oh, be those boy, Episode like, Eight, mm-hmm. and. This is like the first real taste we're getting of these spin-off movies and it's going to set the tone for the other spin-off movies. So yeah. how good or not good it is is kind of a Who's writing it? I, is Lawrence Kasdan writing it or no? No, he's writing the Han Solo movie. Okay, well, what, well who's writing this? I don't I don't I mean, you want to look it up? I know that Lawrence Kasdan is writing the Han Solo movie. And I think Phil Lord, Lord and Miller, who did Lego Movie, are doing no. Lord and Miller are directing the Han Solo movie, who did Lego Movie, and Lawrence Kasdan, who wrote the scripts for Empire, Jedi, and Force Awakens, is doing the Han Solo film. So they have a good team, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, Han Solo is the second one, right? I think I Gary Whitta. I think so. That's the second spinoff they've announced. Who's yeah, Gary Whitta. I want to see an Obi-Wan spinoff, but that's a different conversation. Oh, God. I'm scared now. He made After Earth. That was bad. Screenplay by Gary Whitta and Chris Wheats. Mm. What movie did he... Oh. 
Oh, he did American Pie, so that's not bad. But he also did Twilight Saga New Moon. Look, so look can, I, can I just say something? A track record is important, but it isn't the end-all to be-all. Good example is this. Alexander Desplat is doing okay, the music. Okay, I guess I'm not being heard then. All right, go on. Go All on. Right, let's let's take this into consideration. Uh, I'm going to name a couple of examples. This year's Academy Awards. They're going to nominate these two big movies called Spotlight and Big Short. They're directed by Spotlight Tom McCarthy, and his previous movie was The Cobbler with Adam Sandler. <laughs> Adam Mc- and, then, and then Adam McKay, who is directing movies like Step Brothers, and um, you know, they're, they're, I like it. But they're not that those good caliber. So, and then of course the real one, the Russo brothers, who have didn't do drama until they did Captain America: Winter Soldier. So really, and I know I'm I'm, I'm listing off directing directors, but directors pretty much have full control. But again, Lucasfilm is keeping all of their people in check. They fired Josh Trank after they heard about the mess with Fantastic Four. They know. I think they're pretty they're, they're keeping pretty good times. I think Josh Trank was actually going to direct what was he going to direct? Did he announce only two spin-offs because for whatever reason I'm thinking of a third movie in mind, but I remember that Josh Trank was in talks or he, no, he got the job to direct a spin-off film. I think it was going to be Han Solo. Really? Yeah, because they've only announced two so far. And I remember earlier last year, Josh Trank... Isn't there going to be a Boba Fett movie? But I would imagine Boba Fett would be in the Han Solo movie, right? But they wouldn't do a, a Boba Fett one-off. Right? I, don't, I, I don't know, but I know that... I know this. Lucasfilm knows their shit. And when they smell shit, they, f- they quickly pile it up and throw it away. So I think we're good. Hopefully they don't, they don't run into it like uh, Biff Tannen did. Biff Tannen, the from Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're living in the future, by the way. I don't know if people caught that October, whatever, what it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're living in the future. Yeah. They got that so wrong. There's no flying cars anymore, <laughs> and the justice system is still a piece of shit. I'm sorry, we're not getting political here. Um, no, we have a good justice system. Of course, we have the best in the world. Episode we're eight. Just, we're just slow. Very slow. Episode 8. <laughs> I want to see it right now. I want to see it right now. Because... Who oh, does all the billions who watched What the was the first movie. thing I said to you and Peter after watching the movie? Where are they playing episode 8? We got to see it right now. It's... And, 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 it, and it, it, it's this new, you know... This new experience for us. Because we've had all of the movies... Yeah, at our disposal to pop in, and now, now we have we're, to wait. Now we have to wait. It's like it's like waiting for Walking Dead to come back on. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, look, uh, but we can pretty much have some kind of inkling as to how that's going to go. First of all, it's going to be like Training Day. Yeah. Writer, writing and directing the movie is Ryan Johnson, who is highly respected, and he is considered a better director than J.J. Abrams. He directed one of the best episodes of television ever, Breaking Bad's Ozymandias, which won an Emmy for writing, and I think directing as well. And, of course, he did Looper, 
with Bruce Willis and Justin Warren Love. I actually like that movie. That was actually a really well shot, you know, and well put together movie. Abrams has said that he regrets not doing the next one because he's read the script. It's going to be darker for sure. And I, look, all things considered, Force Awakens. So it's going to be the Empire of this. Yes, but look, all things considered, Force Awakens had dark elements, but we should be excited. If they're going to, I mean, not that they're going to be an homage to Empire. We, we don't want to see no more homages. Oh, no. Yeah. But I think what the game plan is, they want Episode 8 to be the Empire Strikes Back to this. In fact, they is want it, it the, to be a better film. They this want it is, to like, make it dark. This is feeling the Ryan Johnson, J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, dynamic. It feels yeah. very much like George Lucas and Irving Kirshner's exactly. relationship. And Abrams is going to be involved with the next movie. I mean, he's going he gonna, to gonna be in track with the next two as producing. Producers, so. that's good because yeah. keep a continuity. Because yeah. when you start a when you start a universe, a new kind of universe yeah. within a universe, you know you you want <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you know you you get this. You know you want this sense of you know consistency. And with J.J. Abrams, you know there you know helping, it would develop this kind of yeah. sense of consistency. Which, by the way, who is running the new Frozen cinematic universe? Don't know, don't care. That's going to happen, people. I can already see it coming a mile away. <sighs> it's happening. Do you not see that? Imagine they connect Tarzan and Little Mermaid to Frozen like they do oh online. <laughs> That's the Frozen cinematic universe. You need to stop. And <laughs> Tangled's in that universe, too. Yeah. So, I mean. Yay. Pardon me for not leaping for joy. Bad <laughs> back, you know. Anyway, so we are expecting good things out of these oh, two yeah. films, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, going into The Force Awakens, Disney had a lot riding on this. They've already announced something we'll discuss later on, Star Wars Land, if and, and all the marketing and the merchandising, and they have already plans. Had The Force Awakens, like... Hmm. Guess it's closing well, tomorrow. Oh, we know. Well, on yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get there. Right now. <laughs> we'll get there. But what I was gonna say is that to finish my thought, finish my thought real quickly. Had this film been a disaster, everything would have been destroyed. Oh yeah, it would have been. Uh, what Alexis and Kyle were kind of mentioning, I think we'll briefly mention that at the end of the show, right? About because it's related to Star Wars Land. Yeah. Just very briefly. So just to finish off what we're seeing. Oh, Wait, that one. That one is it. But we'll mention it. But this is a lot of shit closing. Yeah. And I mean tomorrow, which is why they're offering discounted, land tomorrow is, land. Which is why they're offering discounted tickets. And I know we're just talking about Disneyland now. <laughs> what <are> we? Mm. <laughs> uh, so the Rivers of America is going to be cut the fucking half. So we're doing it right now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, January tenth. Well, first of all, the Aladdin show will be closing to make way for the new Frozen spectacular. Those, those fuckers. Um, <laughs> also in Disneyland, um, the Rivers of America, which include Tom Sawyer Island and the Mark Twain Riverboat, and uh, the Sailing Ship Columbia, as well as the Fantasmic Night Show, will be down for at the very least a year because they're going to drain the rivers. They're going to put boards up and they're going to cut Tom Sawyer Island in half. You know what they need to do? They need to build a wall. They're doing that. <laughs> they're gonna cut Tom Sawyer Island in half, and they're gonna rework. Thank the you, rivers Donald Trump. Because half of what the rivers in America is right now is gonna go into Star Wars land. So, <laughs> which I mean, <laughs> look, it's it really not to get too much into Disney, but it's like there. This is an attraction that hasn't been messed with since the since ever, really. So I mean, it's but we're getting Star Wars land, 
Um, Everybody's all sad that the train is closing. It's just a year, people. It, it's I know. Be, it's going to come back. I mean, it's going to be rerouted. What's not of coming course. back is the Big Thunder Ranch and your beloved goats or whatever. I mean, they really some on Harbor Boulevard. They're just like, here, you can go. I mm. used to pet yeah. you on your head, goats. <laughs> so stupid. I They're just goats. I mean, they are I cute. never even paid attention to them. Right? I mean, they are cute. Though. That, the only thing I'm sad is that that area was usually for like characters to come out. That's true. No. But other than that, like, I really don't care. As long as we're getting Star Wars. Later, yeah. That's for sure. So, I mean, that's that's a little bit of Disney. Just a little bit more to add on to that. ILM and Disney are reportedly co- collaborating to make a new boat ride for Star Wars Land. A new, a, a unique one. And then this guy's all worried because there were other rumors saying that they're going to permanently park the Mark Twain Riverboat and make it a Tiana Tea Time experience. Oh. I think that's cute. What do you mean? <laughs> I think that's cute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one. Th- it's it's a give and take because you're gonna lose the Mark Twain as an actual river thing to go around. But you gotta think. You can't. I mean, with an abbreviated Rivers of America, how are you gonna navigate the? Yeah. With two ships, you gotta lose one. But. Wouldn't that be too much of a eyesore to park the boat? Like, you I know mean... what would be so cool though if they used the other boat and did like a Peter Pan thing, oh, okay. and then used the Mark Twain boat to keep going. Oh, That's true, yeah. I like that. Better. There's one you can do, but then, but then he have he, a show. Yeah, yeah. Or, have like, a show while sitting while eating. That would be cool. That would be cool. I mean, when I told him about the ILM thing, uh, Kyle was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna turn the Mark Twain into a Star Wars thing." But you know what? I'm really excited because that means there's a lot more to Star Wars. Take a trip with telling us. Mm-hmm. There's so much more. Take a trip with Jar Jar into the Gungan City. <laughs> I, like for me personally, I would like at Star Wars Land to be like a, a show. Like a combination of color. Well, the color. I like how that okay, was your no best one. one. I get it. Okay, sorry. <laughs> what I would like to see at Star Wars Land is a combination of World of Color and Fantasmic, like and like the music of Star Wars, and like maybe some pyrotechnics involved, like ha- like watching and hearing the music instead like, of Fantasmic, have it galactic. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, the thing is though, the rumors are again it's projected for spring 2019. It can't come soon enough. It can't come soon enough. But one thing I am worried about is, oh my god, with with Disneyland getting so much more congested year by year, how are we going to navigate through all of that? I mean, the good thing is, though, that, you know, we mentioned it before, but I think we got confirmation that they are going to bulldoze through Critter Country and make it that other opening to go around it. Because seriously, how can you even... Maybe. What is that sky thing that they did before in the 60s? The The Skyway. Skyway to Fantasyland. I want a skyway maybe. to Mar- a skyway to Star Wars Land, but maybe we should open back up this. Yeah, but the reason skyway. they closed that is because people were purposely falling off till they can sue Disney. I mean, that's stupid. Yeah, let's do background checks. <laughs> no. We're getting really political today, aren't we? No. Uh, Tomorrowland needs to be completely ripped apart and redone. Mm-hmm. We all know that. I mean, right now, why it's good is because Season of the Force has revived it for however long that'll be. But once Star Wars Land gets here, Tomorrowland's going to be old news. I mean, that's the thing. So yeah, that's yeah, our, Tomorrowland. Yeah. old news. That's our Disney segment for the day. Mm. We just split off Star Wars. <laughs> it's a great, 
Big road tomorrow. Big, beautiful tomorrow. Wonderful. Wonderful world of color. (laughs) All right. Let's go into what's happening hot stuff. What's happening hot stuff? Star Wars The Force Awakens and worldwide use has gone to 1.602 billion dollars. It's almost peaking to beat Jurassic World. It's going to overtake Jurassic World easily. Easily. Worldwide. Yeah. It hasn't opened in Japan yet, right? It no, it, it opened next week? it was China actually. Oh. It opened in China I think 2 days ago. Okay. So that's barely trickling in. But mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Without China, Star Wars is already the number four highest grossing film of all time. It's the number one domestic grossing movie of all time. And when it's all said and done, Star Wars could be the first movie to make a billion dollars just in North America. So, and I don't think anybody's surprised, right? Every day it was breaking record. Like, biggest Christmas, biggest Monday, biggest New Year's Eve. Biggest Tuesday. <laughs> Until today, I don't know if you guys saw the numbers, it only made like $10 million yesterday, and the revenue overtook Star Wars last night. So, but, I mean, not like it's a big deal. It's been like almost a month, so. Yeah. Has it really? Almost. Oh my god. Uh, but here's the question of the, of the century. Will it overtake Avatar? I'm gonna say right now, no. Mm-mm. I'm gonna say no. It, look, right now, look, if, if they were gonna do it. What happened yesterday? Star Wars needs to keep making more and more and more, which it will. It's not done. It's not dead. But from what I hear, China doesn't isn't too big with Star Wars. That's Japan. Japan and China are two different animals. But when it has it opened in Japan yet? I think it has. I'm pretty I sure it has. I mean, if it's big there, I would assume it's already open. Because if it hasn't, that would be the that would be. But no, I think China was the last one to get it, and really. Because so far, Avatar has two billion seven hundred and eighty-seven. It's about two point eight billion yeah. around, roughly. And the thing with Avatar is that people kept seeing it. More and more people saw it, saw it week by week by week. Mostly, everybody who's seen Force Awakens has already seen it. And so, some of them, three to four times, two to four, yeah. Asked me a month ago, I would have said, yeah, I had a good chance. I'm going to say it's probably not going to happen anymore because it's just... I think when it's all said and done, it'll be number two. I think it'll overtake Titanic. Yeah. But Avatar... And you know what's depressing? If if Star Wars can't catch Avatar, that means no movie can catch Avatar. Because Star Wars had everything going for it. I want it to be Avatar. I mean, if they re-release it, like a special edition, I mean, that's kind of unfair, but like, they wouldn't do that because people have... The so... sing-along version! <laughs> the Frozen sing-along, remember that? That means so yeah. much money. Oh. So much fucking money. Fucking Frozen. I was glad Star Wars Force Awakens overtook Frozen in the box office. I mean, that was expected. Uh... Yeah, it was. But it's the principle of the thing. If the avatar here in America, that matters a lot. Okay, that that makes me feel better. Yeah, it's it's number one because recently, before Star Wars, Avatar was the number one domestic highest-grossing film, but Star Wars kicked his ass. So, 
That makes me happy. Yeah, it does. That <laughs> <laughs> makes me feel better. Yes. What I am nuts... Ugh. When when it came out, there was this buzz for Star Wars getting all of this, you know, um, nominations for the award seasons. And the Critics' Choice added it on to their Best Picture nomination. But it, it's been... The PGA, I think it came out the other day, as well as the BAFTAs, and Star Wars had a big presence in the BAFTAs for the technical categories, but it's been missing out for picture, and that's kind of getting me worried, because I do think that film is... No Best Supporting Actor for BB-8, though? I mean, come on. Really? So, I'm not sure how much of, of its best picture chances are. I think it'll still get nominated, but I think, um, expect five nominations for Star Wars to Force Awakens at the Academy Awards. I think it, it should be nominated. It's, it's a great movie, if we haven't already said enough about it. But, no, Star Wars, I think, is a champion, and really, when you think about it, that's their down payment for Star Wars Land. Disney. Not to go back to that, but all the money that was made already. And they'll still make profit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's cool about it, that it's made all this money. And accumulating merchandise alone. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. I have a collection up here. Um, have the three You have gadgets and gizmos aplenty. And thingamavlogs, too. <laughs> thingamabobs. We've, I think we've we've lost it. Right? <laughs> Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Most likely, you've already seen it already. But if can I say one more thing though? Mm. Don't be too disappointed if Episode Eight or Nine don't make as much money because The Force Awakens had it has this memento. Yeah, and it was a special occasion, once in a lifetime thing. So, just because episode 8 or 9 won't make as much, it's still going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Both of those movies. So, just don't compare the movie by how much money it makes. Just compare them for, like you should, the quality of the film. Just do that, okay? <laughs> I'm done. Final thoughts? Like this? You guys pretty much said everything. <laughs> Alright, Star Wars The Force Awakens, if you haven't seen it already go see it but most likely you already have even tribes in freaking africa have seen force awakens so and you know what there are people who have seen kingsman five times and star wars is a way better movie than kingsman so go see star wars it's still a good Poor movie though. Julio. he woke up he, he did woke, woke up. up. He woke up. up he woke up all right signing off guys i'm kyle lira I'm Alexis Soto. And I'm Alexis Moreno. This is Red Spotlight Entertainment. Check out the Barely News crew because they have some interesting things some. Only some. to talk about. Um, without further ado, Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Na, 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 na. The Force be with you. The Force be with you. Oh, my God.